This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, episode 117-inch. On this week's episode, we interview Weird Al's dentist. We are not kidding. We actually interviewed Weird Al's actual former dentist, Dr. Roger Schuster. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Welcome to episode 117-inch, and happy birthday, Dave! Well, thank you very much, Ethan. You remembered. Well, yes, of course, your birthday last Saturday. Now, what did you turn? 117? Whoa, whoa, not quite yet. What do I look like, David of David and Henry fame? Well, not yet. Well, hey, did you have a B-B-birthday cake? B-B-birthday cake? Are you stuttering, Ethan? No, just curious if you had a burrito, burrito-themed birthday cake. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito your Burrito Burrito or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger. Feed the hungry with out-of-this-world plant-based real food always vegan style visit burritosquare.com or wizardburger.com and order ahead well actually my cake was made out of ice cream and it was sludgy the whale sludgy the whale don't you mean fudgy the whale no i definitely mean sludgy the whale all right i'm not even gonna ask dave but what i am gonna do is kick off this week in weird al related news this just in! It was Weird Al superfan Dave Elvis Rossi's birthday on Saturday, July 24th! And now, here he is in a Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast exclusive interview! Wait, what? You heard it here, folks! Wait, what? Those words will go down in infamy and in Weird Al fandom history! Oh, so, slow news week? Righto, Dave! So... Uh, get any good birthday gifts? Actually, I did. Our intern, Frank, he gave me a great birthday week gift. At my request, he finally posted episode three centimeter of our black and white and weird all over bonus episode series over on our Patreon. Oh, cool. Now that's the special series where we sit down with author John Bermuda Schwartz and go page by page through his book, Black and White and Weird All Over, The Lost Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1983 to 1986. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now episode one centimeter through episode three centimeter have been posted over on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash 2000inch. And bonus episode three centimeter is the first half of chapter two. That's the one that covers the I Love Rocky Road music video shoot. I am so happy that I get to share my birthday gift from Frank with all of our pretty stinking majestic Patreon supporters. If you're not a Patreon supporter yet and you want to check out those episodes right now before they go out to the general public at some point in the future, be sure to sign up at patreon.com slash 2000inch. Oh boy, how exciting. It sounds like there are a few messages on our official 347 spatula hotline. Well, boy, howdy. All right, Frank, let them rip. Oh, my goodness. There's the beat. That means I have to leave a birthday message for Dave. And who could this be? Why, it's the bestest friend of all, Polyester from Toronto, Canada. Obviously, I had to call and say happy, happy, happy birthday to you, Dave. I miss you so freaking much. And I can't wait until we can get together again and just laugh our faces off and have the best time. So, until that day, I just wish you the best and just go eat some pie. I don't know. Have fun. What am I, your mother? All right. Late. Hey, this is your pal Dana B. calling to wish Dave a very happy birthday. It's hard to believe it's been 19 years 
if you count the one year we talked via email, that we have known each other. And Ethan also wanted to wish you a happy two-year anniversary of our becoming Al Pals. Didn't want to leave you out there. But more importantly, Dave, for your birthday, here's to many more years of eternal youth and, more importantly, many more podcast episodes. Stay weird. Bye-bye. Hey, Dave. It's Jake Larson. Uh, just want to call. Wish you a happy birthday. I looked all over online. Um, couldn't seem to find a, a song appropriate for celebrating the day someone's born. But um, I'll keep looking if I, I want to let you guys know. Uh, hi, Ethan. Bye, guys. Hi. I'd like to order a uh, large cheese pizza with um, pineapple, uh, sauerkraut, uh, bacon. Yeah, you know what? Only, only put bacon on the left side. Um, huh. Oh, 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 and uh, make sure to wish Dave a happy birthday. Oh, how nice. Thank you so much, Polly and Dana, Jake and Jackson. I miss you all so very much and value our friendship very much. And Jackson, can I have a piece of that pizza, please? Jeez, was it your birthday on Saturday or something, Dave? It absolutely was. Didn't you pay attention to this week in Weird Al related news? Another message? Hi, Dave and Ethan. Frank from the bank here. I heard you guys talking about Frank the Skipper on the new Jungle Cruise movie. You know, Did you know that there was a local L.A. TV show in the early 60s hosted by Skipper Frank? I'm sure that Al watched it way back then. I, a lot of us kids did. Um, the host was a ventriloquist. His name was Skipper Frank Herman, and he had a wooden sidekick named Julius. They did magic shows, and they urged kids to eat Kellogg's cornflakes. Not to be confused with Skipper Dan. Just saying. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, Dave. Enjoy your broccoli and beer. Aw, thank you for the kind birthday wishes. And thank you for adding more proof to our Jungle Cruise movie conspiracy theory. It certainly is no coincidence that there was a ventriloquist kids show host named Skipper Frank that quite possibly influenced a young Alfred Yankovic. Aha! And Kellogg's cornflakes. That's a new wrinkle to the conspiracy that we... And by we, I mean our intern Frank, but Dave and I are taking credit for uh, the conspiracy that we are hard at work uncovering and getting to the bottom of. Oh no, Dave. If this is another message about your birthday, I, I, I don't know what I'll do. Hey there, Dave and Ethan. It's your old pal Chris, the cartoon-loving geek from Canada. And, well, I can tell by the old clock on the wall... That it's Dave's birthday! Happy birthday, old buddy. And yes, just like I promised you back on Ethan's birthday, I've got your very own Gilligan's Island-inspired caricature just for you. Now, truth be told, I was going to go with Ginger and Marianne in bikinis, but Bermuda insisted that I get you one of the Skipper instead, on account of, you're in love with the Skipper. And frankly, I agree with Bermuda. The skipper seems more suited for you anyways, don't you think? So happy birthday, Dave, and many more. Now as for you, Ethan, well actually I guess it's more for Ethan and Dave, I have something extra special. It's a picture of both the skipper and Gilligan together. Funny thing is, I was going to give it to Frank as a special redemption gift for all of his past mistakes, but then I received word from Jim Kimo West that Frank took his miniature souvenir ball of twine that he got from the Minnesota Twine Ball gift shop. He unraveled it and used it as a rope to save a hamster stuck in a tree. And that is unacceptable. So it looks like you and Dave will be getting this uh, magnificent picture instead. Hope you like it. And as for you, Frank, have you no sense of patriotic pride? That souvenir twine ball you defiled is a tribute to a massive symbol of what America is all about. I mean, you could have asked Raul for help with the hamster, but no, you had to destroy a piece of Americana. Seriously, what are you trying to do here, make me puke? So anyway, Dave, happy birthday, buddy, and many more. Dave and Ethan, I hope you guys love Frank's no longer gift, 
And Frank, there is just no hope for you. I mean, seriously. Hashtag hopeless. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thank you for the birthday wishes. And thank you very much for my very own Gilligan's Island birthday caricature. While I certainly would not complain if I was surrounded by Ginger and Marianne in bikinis, I do enjoy a good old Jonas Grumby artwork. I am so glad that Chris gave us the Gill and Chill art with Gilligan and the Skipper instead of giving it to Frank. You know, he's so right about Frank unraveling that miniature souvenir ball of twine. I don't care if that hamster belonged to the Pope. You do not touch another man's ball! Of twine. We will make sure that our lousy, rotten, no good, ungrateful intern Frank posts the artwork over on our Facebook group at group.2000inch.com for everyone to enjoy. I love it when Chris Sears sends us art and leaves us messages on the 347 Special Hotline. So from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, Thank you, Chris Sear, for all you do for our podcast. All right, Ethan. You did say that you did not know what you would do if there was another message about my birthday. And there was another message about my birthday. So what are you going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play this song that Frank slipped me a note about playing. I'm sure this will help change the subject off of your birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, David Rossi. Happy birthday, Dave. <laughs> wow, another Zeb Lemke classic song. Thank you so much, Zeb. Thank you for the birthday wishes and thank you for the birthday song. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. It's all about Dave, huh? How can I get away from stuff about Dave? I have a good idea. We could always talk about David Grant. What a wonderful idea, Dave. I can't get enough of Dave Ed Grant. Me either. So I was on my hourly visit to wolfinwool.com yesterday. <laughs> you won't believe what I saw. Oh, was it information about the book The Ruins of Our Past by Sebastian Shepard? Nope, it wasn't information about the book Ruins of Our Past by Sebastian Shepard. But yes, you can find that on wolfinwool.com. Oh, was it information about the comedy rap god M.C. Chalkskin? No, it was not information about comedy rap god M.C. Chalkskin, but yes, you can find information about him on wolfinwell.com. Was it something about areyou.coms? No, it wasn't David Grant's podcast, areyou.coms, that you can, of course, find information about on wolfinwell.com. Was it all the really cool David Grant merchandise? No, it wasn't the cool merchandise over at wolfandwool.com. I know, it was the blog. Nope, it wasn't the blog on wolfandwool.com. All right, um, let's see. Uh, well, what was it? Well, I, I saw a monarch butterfly out my window. Oh, how cool! So visit wolfandwool.com and maybe you too will see a monarch butterfly out of your window. Well, all this talk about my birthday is getting me excited for this week's interview. To tell you the truth, Dave and I are absolutely thrilled for our next interview. We have someone that knows Al very personally, both inside and out. We are so excited to welcome to the program Dr. Roger Schuster, Doctor of Dental Surgery. How's it going, Dr. Schuster? Hi. Uh, great, guys. I'm here in Los Angeles, and our weather is getting... Almost down to the temperature you guys are experiencing. <laughs> now, should we call you Dr. Schuster, Dr. Roger Schuster, Doc, Doctor? What do you prefer? Uh, you know, uh, I introduce myself as doctor for about a second, and then after I get to know somebody, it's usually, hey, call me Roger, especially if I call them by the first name. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Roger, thank you for joining us. <laughs> sure. So, Roger, you know, our, our audience may be wondering, why are we interviewing a dentist here on the podcast? <laughs> and, you know, we, Dave and I are definitely, we, we love great dental health. You know, we're definitely proponents of that. But we understand you were actually Weird Al's dentist. Yeah, for a pretty good number of years. <laughs> and uh, my, my claim to fame, uh, shall I mention what my claim to fame is? Kind of like, what's my line? Sure. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was the... Uh, I was on Al's album on a song called Cavity Search, <laughs> on which he he directed me, and I played the dental drill throughout the song. 
Wow. Not only were you Al's dentist, you recorded with Al. How pretty sneaking majestic that is. <laughs> yep, it was pretty awesome. He put uh, headphones on me, and it was a boom microphone over my head in a, in a little studio here in Santa Monica. And I arranged an uh, air compressor, which is what you need for a modern dental drill. And we put that in the bathroom of the dental studio so it wouldn't make any sound in the background. And then I set up a, a pedal to uh, operate the drill, and I brought a tooth in, an old tooth on a pliers, and uh, they did some test recording, and then Al directed me, you know, like, uh, like he had a baton. And um, later on, I showed Al how to work the drill. So uh, a bunch of those notes are his also in there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was my first dental duet, actually. <laughs> Had you recorded other uh, dental tracks before? That, no, that was really about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and was it actually a real tooth that you were drilling? Yeah, I don't know whose tooth it is, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was some old extracted tooth. Uh, take, it, take it at random, and uh, we tried a bunch of different burrs. Some were diamond, made out of diamond. Some were made out of uh, tungsten carbide. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he got the sound he wanted out of it. Wow. And then I noticed they, they mixed it beautifully because at the end of the song, it just trails on for what seems like forever with the uh, music yes. in the background. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, when it's come on, when it was in my car, I turn it all the way up and I, I never realized it trailed on that long. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still have that tooth? Is there any way we can do any kind of DNA testing on it and find out whose tooth it was? No. No, that tooth is long gone. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, it was, but trust me, it was sent out as hazardous waste in yeah. the most proper fashion. Was, was there just <laughs> tooth dust all over the recording studio? No, no, it was it was all collected in a, I, I think we did it inside of a canister of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Wow. Yep. But most of the sound will be made without touching the tooth also. Oh really? The same oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It just it just modulates. Well, if you've ever had a tooth drilled, which most people in the world have, um, it's a lot louder when it's on the tooth than when it's just in the air. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Is there a special name for the drill, or is it just tooth drill? <laughs> that that'll work for the for most people. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, a, <laughs> a professional name? Well, it's an it's an air driven high speed dental drill. We have low speed drills and we have high speed drills and. They go up to three or 400,000 RPM, and they're all driven on a very balanced uh, turbine that's mm -hmm. inside the little uh, almost half-inch head of the dental drill. And what was the decision process for deciding to do the, the, the high velocity versus a low velocity versus <laughs> other? Was it just a random choice, or, or did you put a lot of thought into it? No, no. Al told me what he wanted, and I said, all right, and I called my dental equipment guys, and I said, hey, can you loan me a very small loner um, compressor that we sometimes would use on a, what's called a mobile clinic. We go work on farm workers' kids up in Central California, and we'd take these little uh, compressors with us, and we could run an air hose as far as we needed to. And it worked out great. We just plugged it into the wall and ran an air hose into the studio, and uh, <laughs> then we just kind of played around, and Al said, that's perfect. <laughs> And his engineer was pretty uh, happy with it, too, I believe. Wow. <laughs> Is that drill uh, still in use in your office now? Some rendition of the same thing. You know, the uh, high-speed drills have been around since probably 1958, and they've, they've improved, but to the public, they sound all about the same. Right. But the actual drill that was used in the recording process, do you still have that one? Uh, probably not. You know, they, they have okay. a few years' life expectancy. If you, if you talk about what we call the handpiece, that's the part that the drill bit fits into. And uh, the drill bit gets thrown out after a couple of uses, sometimes okay. only one use. Oh, wow. But the, the handpiece is the part that gets attached to the hose, and that's the part that holds the drill bit, and that's the part that does the drilling. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they, 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 you know, they live a few years, but they get autoclaved, and you know, they have a, life, a certain life expectancy. Hmm. How long was the recording session? I, I don't know how long I was there, because I think the song... From what I heard or remember, was completely mixed, and I was just the final effect on it. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I had a good time with Al. He was uh, 
always he was friendly, and it was. Uh, I usually saw him in my office, so it was fun to see him in in his office. <laughs> right, which <laughs> was recording studio. Yeah, did he give you a a goodie bag when you left, like a you know some dental floss and <laughs> toothpaste? <laughs> well, he gave me a couple of microphones, a few uh, studio <laughs> monitor speakers, and uh, no. <laughs> And just how was it that, that Al approached you about this? Was he sitting in the dentist chair one day and said, hey, Doc, I got a good idea for a song. Would you mind being on it? Or was it something more formal? You know, I don't really remember, but I think either Al called me or his manager, Jay, who I'd known for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it, maybe it was Al and asked me if I'd do that. And I go, <laughs> yeah, let me think about how to set it up. And so when I told him, he goes, that's perfect. So, and fortunately, it was... I mean, it was maybe a five-minute drive from my office. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Did yeah. you just go, like, on a lunch break, or do you remember the context? No, I probably, uh, I was usually off in those days on Friday, so I probably did it on a Friday. So you mentioned that the song was basically finished except for your part that you had to add. Did you get to listen to the song in its unfinished state? I think I heard, I think what I remember is hearing the song except for the dental drill. Right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> See, because, you know, I needed a reference for him to, he, he would direct me up and down and staccato, and I'm not a musician at all, I just play a dental drill, but, uh, you know, then he, he, he'd have me, you know, quiet it down and then have me raise it back up, and then I'm sure they mixed it well from there. <laughs> but we did a, a few takes, and uh, then Al came, and I, I, uh, I, I think I, I went in the room he had been in, and I think he finished by uh, playing the dental drill. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> I knew he was very versatile, but he, he picked up how to play the dental drill in a matter of seconds. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to waste years in dental school. He right. just went right to it. <laughs> well, I guess it didn't really matter if he drilled like straight through the tooth or anything because it wasn't attached to a body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I, I'm I'm very curious about this random tooth. Do you just have like a drawer full of teeth? <laughs> where do you have where do you have all these teeth? <laughs> yeah, you know I don't remember where I got it, but usually a good source is is one of my oral surgeons. Okay, um, you know the general dental office. Uh, years ago, we used to extract teeth, but there were so many wonderful oral surgeons around us. Um, I don't do that anymore, so I probably called and said, "Hey." You got a you got an old uh, wisdom tooth you're not using, and uh, <laughs> they didn't go and take it out of anybody right. or something just to give to me. They, they probably had it in a uh, in a drawer. <laughs> oh, so there was there wasn't like a long list of people that were signing up to get their teeth extracted so they could be on a Weird Al album. Yeah, no, I don't remember uh, Al offering that kind of credit. <laughs> Was it a, a good tooth, or were there cavities in it? Do you have any memory there? <laughs> no, I think it was just, you know, I do think what we actually had one that had a piece of gold on it. Oh. And oh. that made a slightly different sound and chatter than a piece of uh, natural enamel. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we probably played around with that. <laughs> but until this moment, I, I haven't really thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we've spent years thinking about it. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear your thoughts of when you first got to hear the song. You know, as a dentist, you know, obviously this song is all about, you know, basically a trip to the dentist. What were your thoughts when you first got to hear the song Cavity Search, either in its finished or unfinished state? Yeah, well, I, you know, I didn't really listen to the words too much when I was in the studio because, you know, I didn't have an advanced copy or anything. Yeah, but when I heard it finished, I went, oh, I, I remember playing for my wife and my, at the time, very young son, and uh, I went, okay, this is pretty brilliant, as, <laughs> as, as all of Al's songs are. I mean, yeah. I've, you know, I, I, in fact, I'm old enough that I can't tell which is the real artist song or which is Al's song, because, <laughs> you know, Al's, Al's version is usually as good and more entertaining because of the lyrics. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I've been to a couple of his concerts, and he's just—he's just amazing because every every song is a different act. It's yeah, it's just it's incredible. Did Al come to you with any for any research on the song, uh, or did he <laughs> no, ask you to no, verify no, anything? No, no, no he had it all together. And when I when I listened to it, I said it perfectly describes the uh, 
a dental office. <laughs> did you did you feel like personally attacked at all? Like was he uh, talking about your office in particular for anything in the song? Um, no, I don't think so. And I, I think he may have talked to one of my hygienists. Uh, you know, he may have talked to about it, but. No, I think he'd been enough times to a dental office. He right. knew what went on. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it wasn't my office because it. What does it open up with? Uh, listening to the Muzak, reading crappy magazines. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask. Do you have Do you have Muzak in your office? No, we play pretty contemporary uh, music. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you ever played Weird Al's uh, music in your office for the patients? Um. Uh, no, I don't think I have because I, you know, okay. I, 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 I would feel like I'd owe him a royalty if I were actually <laughs> entertaining with his, with his music. <laughs> but uh, as far as the crappy magazines, the first day I went into practice, having seen crappy magazines in other medical and dental offices, yeah. <laughs> I figured out it couldn't cost me more than a hundred dollars a year. To have brand new magazines, so we we always had great magazines until last March when the pandemic hit. And in my office and most every other medical and dental office I know, we all threw out all the magazines and stopped the subscriptions. Oh wow! Yeah, because oh, you, yeah. you didn't want to have you know contaminated anything around the office. Sure, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> wow. So we still have the we still have the Muzak, but no crappy magazines. <laughs> I mean, did you guys ever have like a Mad Magazine? I feel like Mad Magazine would be the best. Oh man, that that, that that's really funny because that's one of my favorite topics. When I went to the orthodontist when I was ten years old, is where I first saw Mad Magazine. Oh wow! And it was like September of the year I was ten years old, and I came home and I begged my parents to let me subscribe to it. <laughs> so after about two years, they let me subscribe to it, and I was probably a subscriber, you know. Till I could read, uh, you know, when I was 30 or something. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I had it for years and years. For the fast forward, I take my son to the orthodontist, and he discovers Mad Magazine. Oh, wow. And I'm telling, I'm telling my wife, I said, he's 10 years old, and this is September. I said, I can't believe it, but that's exactly the age and month that I discovered Mad Magazine. <laughs> so we had to subscribe to it for him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How cool. <laughs> yeah, was, was, was Weird Al on, on uh, Mad Magazine? I believe he was. Yeah, he was on the cover. Oh, cool. So you have to track that one down for you and your son to, to read. Yeah. yeah, In my era, we went from uh, from Mad Magazine to the National Lampoon when you got to college. <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, Dr. Dr. Roger, um, what is it that qualifies you to work on Weird Al's teeth? What is your, your background? <laughs> How did you get started? Well, just by coincidence, it's not because it's, uh, you know, Hollywood practice or anything like that, but um, I'd known Dr. Demento for years, and I believe he referred Al to me. Oh, wow. And uh, and that's how I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how Al was discovered by uh, sending his tapes in when he was in high school to Dr. Demento. <laughs> right. Wow. So, so Dr. Demento gets credit for both discovering Weird Al and discovering Weird Al's dentist as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the, the, the esteemed, I have the esteemed privilege of going to, I think, one of the previews of uh, Weird Al's famous movie, UHF. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How did that happen? That's so cool. Um, I think, I don't know if the director invited me, but mm-hmm. it, was at a, it was at a building in Los Angeles and in Hollywood called the Directors Guild, and it was a, a really nice theater, and I, I just laughed my tail off the whole time of the movie. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and did you run into Al at the premiere? I think, I, yeah, I saw him there, and uh, a bunch of other people, and they were all kind of related to, you know, somewhere along the line to, like, the Blues Brothers and uh, other kind of... Uh, funny comedy stuff. Oh, okay. But yeah, and me, a dentist. In the audience. <laughs> wow. What was Al's reaction seeing you? Was he like, was he, wait, what is my dentist doing here? Did I miss an appointment? What's going on? Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you you forgot your you forgot your toothbrush and your dental floss. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, can I watch your movie? <laughs> I'd love to hear how you were first interested in Becoming a dentist. Well, 
I loved my dentist and my orthodontist when I was a little kid. I thought it was a pretty cool job because uh, I figured out that they didn't have to work evenings. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my orthodontist was in Beverly Hills, California. We, we didn't live in Beverly Hills, but he was the neatest guy. And of all the doctors, I remember telling my parents, I said, yeah, I don't know if you guys will know who this is, but I said, he's like the Dean Martin of doctors. He's like just <laughs> mellow, chill. <laughs> there were nice people in the office. He seemed to whistle while he worked, and uh, it was really nice. <laughs> so um, I, I explored other areas, but uh, I always my family encouraged me to be a dentist. And where is it that you went on to get your dental degree from? Yeah, uh, University of Southern California here in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And where do you practice now? In Santa Monica, California. In fact, um, okay. very, very fortunate. It's uh, not too far from the ocean, and uh, the weather's <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> At what point in your career do you, you know, start seeing Dr. Demento and then start seeing Weird Al? Is that, uh, you know, pretty early on in your career? Uh, you know, medium. Maybe mm. maybe the first uh, 30 or 40% of my career. Yeah. You know, so okay. it was probably it was probably well. Whatever. Let's see. If that song was ninety five. It was probably you know it had to be a, a decade before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so the first time you see Al as a patient, are you familiar with his music at that point? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went wow. I, you know, I was kind of yeah. I mean, you know, I I realize when I when I do have celebrities that I see in the office there. They really are still people with teeth, right? So you know, we, we, we don't want to get overexcited uh, to to uh, overtreat them or undertreat them. Uh, you know, they're they're nice people with teeth. <laughs> wow. But do you feel like extra responsibility when you're working on a, a celebrity or, or someone like Doctor Demento or Weird Al? Who I mean, their careers are based on their use of their, <laughs> their mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you feel, do you, do you take out like extra insurance on those inpatients or how do you, how do you yeah, deal with I that? hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I, ha- <laughs> I have had some DJs too, but I, I hadn't thought any differently of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, I'll be nervous. But, uh, I <laughs> In fact, uh, Dr. Demento and I had uh, choked around at one time. We were going to, because dentists are always made fun of in movies and in music, <laughs> we were going to do a uh, a reel or a, a video of all the dental songs. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> Including Al's Cavity yeah. Search? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that would have been the lead single off of the, oh, totally. the album. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Plus, there was always a little shop of horrors had a lot of great dental songs. Oh, sure, yeah. And then the uh, the long time ago, Alan Sherman had a great dental song, and and okay. uh, Alan Sherman to me was because you know I, I lived through that era was a, a early precursor to uh, to Weird Al. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. Inspiration Definitely. for sure. Now, how is it that you came to meet uh, Doctor Demento? You know that I can't remember. I can't remember, but he came. He came in, you know, over probably over thirty thirty years ago. <laughs> Told you I'm old. Uh, over thirty years ago, as, as a patient, and I don't remember who originally referred him, but uh, it was just as soon as I heard his voice, I, yep, that's who you are. <laughs> I've been listening to you since I since I was in college. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. It's incredible. And I I don't know if if this is, you know, breaking any HIPAA rules, but can you tell us, you know, where where Al and Dr. Demento, were they, did they take care of their teeth? Did they come in every six months? Did they floss? I I don't know. (laughs) Can you tell us anything about that? I can't go into into detail whether they flossed or didn't floss, (laughs) but they were were both and all very compliant, uh, delightful people to deal with. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and if they weren't, I wouldn't say that either. But they they were, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so in, in Weird Al's song, which I'm sure you've heard, "Smells Like Nirvana," uh, there is a lyric about having marbles in one's mouth. Now, as a professional in that field, you know what is your professional opinion on having marbles in your mouth? Well, I, I was just actually watching a clip after I talked to uh, Ethan you a couple weeks ago. I was looking at one of the YouTube clips, 
and was talking about the origin of his uh, smell. The the real song Nirvana's uh, "Smells Like yeah, Teen Spirit." Like he- Am I saying it right? <laughs> yep, that's the yes. original. Um, yeah, but you know, he was obviously making fun of the fact that nobody could understand the lyrics. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a kick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the that's one of the songs when I hear Al's. I can't remember if Al's is the real one or Nirvana's is the real one. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Gangsta's Paradise is uh, also, uh, you know, uh, just to me such a funny. Uh, oh yeah, parody. Oh yeah. But just just for just for the record, should we avoid putting marbles in our mouth to protect our teeth? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They'll they'll chip your teeth. Um, okay. You know, they they could occlude your uh, airway and uh, cause all sorts of breathing problems. <laughs> no, no, no marbles in the mouth. Okay. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. It's it's yeah. not good. <laughs> so you you mentioned that you'd seen Al in concert. What what was that like the first time? Yeah, uh, a couple of times. I think it was uh, I think it was the Hollywood Bowl or the Greek Theater. Wow! And it was with my it was with my son, and I think a couple of his friends. And uh, Al was nice enough to, or Jay was nice enough to let us go backstage and say hi to him after the show. But it was, it was just, I, I'd seen another really famous rock group a few weeks ago, a few weeks before, and I'd really enjoyed it. And then I realized, oh, they're really terrific, but all their songs sort of sounded the same after you've listened to a whole album. Yeah. But with Al, every single song was completely different from the previous song. And uh, <laughs> it, 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 nothing was stylized. It was individual, each and every song. You know, and the fact that he can play that many different sounds and kinds of music and instruments is just incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess the, the other coincidence, and I think we all talked about this, is uh, I, I kind of knew of uh, John Bermuda Schwartz, his drummer. Oh. How, how did you, how do you know John? How do you know Bermuda? Well, I, I met him once with Al, but mm-hmm. by coincidence, I believe John's brother is a, musician with uh, a friend of mine who played drums for Neil Diamond. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, A a wonderful guy named uh, Dennis St. John, who passed away a good number of years ago, way too, way too young. He became a really good friend and a a real lovely, likable guy who was generous to everybody he ever talked to or touched. (laughs) And then just by coincidence, he and John were good friends. And I saw uh, a couple of drummer magazine interviews that I think John wrote about the same John. Wow. Oh, how cool. Oh, wow. What a cool connection. Yeah. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with teeth, really. Right. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, I understand um, you also sort of knew Dr. Demento, not just as a patient, but as a friend outside of your practice. Well, we we became friends. His, uh, I was at his, he and his wife's wedding and uh, my wife and, uh, and, Dr. Demento's wife and and I would go to lunch sometimes on Fridays or Saturdays. Oh, nice! Meet in the valley. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you ever go to the studio with Dr. Demento? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Um, I a couple of times got to go to the studio. One wow. one was pretty phenomenal. I was I was there with uh, Tiny Tim. Whoa. Uh, Dr. Demento and an old. Uh, they probably went back to the vaudeville days. Uh, trip, a group of triplet women called the Del Rubio triplets. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I have a great a black and white picture, a great black and white picture of, uh, uh, of the bunch of us standing around. <laughs> and another time, uh, uh, Dr. Demento invited me down to the studio on a Sunday night and, uh, they were doing the show, I guess, live in those days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was, I was one of the people answering the phone and answering questions. Oh, cool. How awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a kick. <laughs> I'm not sure if I knew what I was talking about, but I had a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody called and asked the right technique for flossing, so <laughs> I did as well as I could on the music answers. <laughs> but the first dental question that came through that hotline, you would have been right on it. Right. Yep, yep, right on it, yep. <laughs> dental emergency hotline. <laughs> and Dr. Demento after these words. Did he mention that you were, you know, answering the phones that his dentist was there and and 
was he playing dental related songs or anything like that? No, I'm not. You know, well, wait a minute. Yeah, he might have played that Alan Sherman song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know if he announced me as just Roger or as, I don't know if he said I was a dentist on the show, but it, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How smooth he does, did the show. And, uh, you know, hear his, hear his vast knowledge of music. Yeah. Yeah. Which he, he still, you know, he still does his show and, uh, uh, his show goes out over the uh, internet every week. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Still working hard at it right here from uh, Southern California. Have you ever worked professionally with Weird Al um, since the cavity search? Has he yeah, ever approached no, no, you that, about that, doing? That, that was it. I, uh, you know, I actually uh, changed uh, professions. <laughs> went from music right back into dentistry yeah. full time. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for the reviews to come in on my <laughs> performance, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are it. Is this the is this the first time you've been interviewed about your musical performance? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Another Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you never you know worked in music again, unfortunately. But you know, did you see Al outside the office at all? Besides at the UHF premiere and you know recording with him, is was he someone that you would go to lunch with? No, no. It, it was it was usually uh, Barry Hanson, Doctor Demento, and I. Yeah. You know, Al was Al, Al was usually on the road. <laughs> yeah. With Weird Al being on the road so often, was he good with keeping up with his uh, dental appointments, making sure he got in every six months? Yeah, he was fastidious, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you can see his big smile, but that's thanks to, uh, to his, good, his good home care and his fine genetics yes. from his parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And do you think that he uh, scheduled his tours around, you know, his dental appointments, made sure that he could get in? <laughs> oh, no, doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, one of the jokes in a dental office amongst, you know, colleagues is, oh, yeah, you know, we had three cancellations in a row. You know, it must have been there was a, a Weird Al special on TV or, oh. <laughs> you know, somebody had to bathe their... They had to bathe their dog, so they forgot to come to the dentist. You know, that's... Any any excuse not to go to the dentist, I, you know. Now, it sounds like, you know, you know, you were aware of Al, you are aware of Dr. Demento, you read Mad Magazine. Would you consider yourself a fan of comedy music? It sounds like, right? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, going way back. Yeah, novelty music, I, I, can, I can picture going back to the, well, give away my age, but the... Uh, the late 50s and early 60s, plus, you know, yeah. it, it's funny how there's a correlation between novelty music and sci-fi. They always kind of go together. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at an old stack of DVDs. I have Al's UHF <laughs> here, I saw, and one of Al's live in concert. And then I have the, uh, the original version of the movie called Forbidden Planet. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, and that, yeah. the connection to that is it had the robot in it that later ended up in Lost in Space, which featured Billy Mooney, who was always on the Doctor Demento show and uh, uh, was was a good friend of, of the show and uh, Doctor Demento. Right, of course, and yeah. a past guest on our podcast as well. Oh, good. <laughs> right. Yeah, he went yeah. to yeah. he went to elementary school with my sister. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And I can picture us all riding around the neighborhood on bicycles with, uh, with, with Billy Mooney. I think he's, Bill, he's probably Bill Mooney by now. Right. Well, I mean, at, at the time, knowing him in elementary school, isn't that around when he was in Lost in Space? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think my sister said he uh, probably went to you know school at the studio by then because they worked so much. Mm-hmm. What do you remember little Bill Mooney as as a child? How often were you we were playing with him? Uh, I just remember him being around the neighborhood and, you know, my sister and I and a bunch of other kids, you know, back in those days, you could ride your bicycle without your parents being afraid that something would happen to you. Mm-hmm. Traffic was nowhere near as bad, but uh, it just I just can picture us all riding around the neighborhood. Wow. On, uh, you know, big two-wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to something you mentioned. You mentioned that 
at one point you and Dr. Demento were talking about putting out a an album of you know dental related music were, were were there any other you know projects with Dr. Demento you were involved with no not really i i i, I once some some patient gave me uh back in those days a cassette tape and i said and i listened to it and he had no idea that i knew Dr. Demento but he just gave it to me cuz i think it's from the area he was from in uh in northern us mm-hmm um, and it was called. It turned out to be called the Happy Schnapps Combo. Okay. And uh, they had a lot of fun. So I got. I think I got a credit for uh, discovering them. And uh, Dr. Demento played them quite a bit. They got, became a one of their songs became very requested. <laughs> so I, I felt like yeah. I was a. Wow. I was a. I was a. I was a producer for about twelve seconds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The through line has been that you're you've been a dentist this whole time, but you've also you know been a recording artist. You've been a radio DJ. You've been a producer. <laughs> I mean, what else have you done? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't tell you. I was on the Art Linkletter show as a little kid, saying the darndest oh, really? things. Yeah, you'd say the darndest things. That's a great show. Yeah. Wait. Yep. Yeah. That that goes way back. Wait. So you were one of the kids wow. saying darndest I was things. One of the kids. They, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they have usually four kids, and they ask them different questions. Yeah, and uh, it was it was it was my sister was on it a couple of years before uh, after me, so it was kind of a family thing. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> it was funny. do you remember uh, what they asked you or any of the darndest things you said? I, I actually do because you know in those days we didn't have videotapes or anywhere of taping TV, but my dad took Polaroids off the TV screen. Oh, wow. And he audio taped. He audio taped me. Oh wow! So I probably heard it years ago, but uh, <laughs> okay. So here, the main main thing he asked me was, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I said, "A lawyer, like Perry Mason." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then there was a pause, and he said, "Why do you want to be a lawyer like Perry Mason?" And my cute little answer was, "Did you ever see him lose a case?" <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Brilliant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to dig a little bit further in, in we, your life. We had a local, uh, I think every part of the country had a local clown show. Okay. And there was always Bozo the Clown. We had a guy named Chucko the Clown. <laughs> okay. And uh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 my claim to fame long before becoming a dentist was I, I won the pie-eating contest. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. You had to you had to put your hands behind your back and look around in the pie with just your face to find a peanut in the pie and whoever whoever found it first won. So I won. Wow! Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of pie was it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, oh. It could have been a shaving cream pie. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Oh, gee, now you reminded me of one more thing. I was actually on the radio once with Soupy Sales. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, we had a local, when I was in college, there was a local uh, radio DJ named Sweet Dick Whittington. Okay. And he was one of the very first shock jocks, you know, way be, before Howard Stern. And he was on a local radio station. And he'd, he'd been in different places around the country. And... Somehow I uh, called in and befriended him, and I went to the, um, had me come out to the station, and I got there early in the morning, and his guest, his guest was Soupy Sales. <laughs> yeah. So it was Soupy Sales, uh, Sweet Dick Whittington, and a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just amazing how, how these friendships have, have come so naturally to you. It sounds like you just, you meet someone once and, and suddenly you're best friends. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm pretty fortunate. I have a lot of, uh, really nice, good friends. My oldest friend I've known since kindergarten and, uh, wow. she and I are still good friends and she's a good friend of my wife also since junior high. Wow. Um, small, small town here, this West coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have have any of uh, your other patients led to work the same way that that Al has? Or you, you know, <laughs> no, no, not really. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, good good friendships and uh, maybe led to dental work, but not right. uh, not, enter- <laughs> not entertainment work. 
there's there's no like uh you know producers or directors who needed a a dentist you know to be in the background of a scene or something yeah uh, no not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's would you entertain uh, taking the drill out of retirement and becoming a uh, a touring dental drillist? Yeah, I guess you know. I, I guess I could take that on the road. <laughs> in the in the old days, you know, back before the nineteen uh, hundreds, or maybe even the early nineteen, not probably before that, dentists were usually there weren't very many of them. They traveled by uh, by wagon from town to town, treating people for toothaches. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Read that in the books on the history of dentistry, and it's and it's scary. And it's scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> wow, Roger, uh, your name appears in the Bad Hair Day booklet in the special thanks section. How did you react to seeing your name in a Weird Al album? I went, wow, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, cool. So you know, I, I noticed if you Google my name and Weird Al, then the liner notes show up with the special thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had regular thanks, you know, when somebody thanks me at the end of uh, the dental treatment, right? You know, for not hurting them or doing a nice job, but I never had a special thanks. Right. Kind of cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you know, you watch an FBI show, and there's there's always a special agent. So I figured they're like a little better than the regular agent, and so I figured a special thanks is, is way up there. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Now, I don't know if you have any artwork in your office, but if you don't, I would suggest maybe you get that li- those liner notes framed and put up on your wall. <laughs> that, that's not a bad idea. So you know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, of course, you had uh, uh, thirty-three RPM records, which are really big, so you could frame those easily. But now you have to take the you have to take the liner notes from a DVD and blow it up about ten times. Right. Right. <laughs> And one thing you had mentioned to me before the interview was that at one point you gave Al one of your lab coats and some of your gloves. Do you remember the reason behind that? No, I, I remember loaning him early, early on uh, a white lab coat, and he was very gracious and thankful, and I gave him a bunch of gloves. And I, I think he used it in, in one of his funny shows, uh, one of his funny numbers. I can't remember what it was. Well, he has a blue outfit in Like a Surgeon, so maybe it was... Oh yeah, like a surgeon. No, but I think this was a different number. Yeah, I think the scrubs were really easy, like a, like a surgeon. Hmm. That's, that's a funny song too. Now, are you familiar with Weird Al's other dentist-related song, "Toothless People," off of the Polka Party album? Um, yeah, I can't remember it because I know the real song was wasn't it "Ruthless People." Yep. Right. Yeah, "Ruthless People" was the original. That was, that, that was a movie or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it uh, came from one of the a movie called "Ruthless People." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember the lyrics, but I knew there there was a, a song named that. Okay. <laughs> I think being a dentist, I remember hearing, you know, long before I ever knew of Al, I remember hearing Ruthless People, and I remember saying to some friends, I said, should be probably called Toothless People, right. and then we can make ventures. <laughs> <laughs> In Weird Al's music video for his Flintstones-related song, Bedrock Anthem, in the music video... Al's got like you know a lot of gross stuff on his teeth. Does that make you cringe as a dentist when you see that? No, he's not. That, that, that's that's always fun to do special effects stuff like that. Yeah. I wasn't involved in it, but it's, it was. It's always kind of fun to do that. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch different movies and go. That guy's teeth aren't really like that. That's that's a pretty funny effect. <laughs> I've had I've had patients sit down, you know, that I know, and uh, they sit in the chair, and then we go look in their mouth, and open up, and they put these phony Billy Bob teeth in. And it, oh, no. <laughs> you can get them in a novelty store yeah. and they're, you know, they're, they're pretty funny and effective looking. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I once had a patient, very funny lady. She sat down, opened her mouth, and, and she had a rubber cockroach on her tongue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I, and I, she actually got me. I actually jumped. <laughs> so I know what I was going to say. I I, I joked with uh, I, I think with uh, Doctor Demento once. I said we could do a weekly show called Dental Center, and you know we could talk about for about forty seconds about what's fun, fun or funny about going to a dental office. 
Because <laughs> it all, always shows about medical centers, right. but nobody's ever had a show about a dental center. That's true. <laughs> right, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> I think people are just, maybe, you know, a lot of people have a very negative feeling about dentists. They're scared of it. What can you say to, to your patients to, to keep them coming back? Keep it light and yeah. unafraid? Yeah. Well, pre- pre- you know, the, the old, that old saying that your parents and your grandparents said that the an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, is really true. Get people to come in regularly for cleanings, brush and floss, then they don't have to spend much time back in my chair. <laughs> they just get to see the hygienist and say hello to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. But when they mess up, then they get to say, then they get to say hello to me for a longer time. <laughs> now, as a dentist, do you go to a dentist or do you just set up a mirror and look at your own teeth yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of like go to a dentist i am a dentist um yeah i go i go to the dentist uh, twice a year you do usually my own hygienist or yeah. you know one of my friends if i need a filling replaced wow <laughs> and then it becomes actually pretty funny because we end up laughing our tails off thinking about doing dentistry on a dentist right it's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been bitten by one of your patients? Uh, fortunately, no. Oh, wow. I'm still pretty quick, so I can get my fingers yeah. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I got to imagine that's one of the first things they teach in dental school is move your fingers away real quickly. Exactly. <laughs> one, of, one of the first things in dental school, because you guys like comedy stuff, uh, the recently late Tim Conway did a hysterical dental routine on the Carol Burnett show. Hmm. And, and uh, you know, it's a dentist on his first day in practice. Okay. And he, uh, <laughs> Harvey Corman yeah. is the patient in the chair, and Harvey Corman is laughing through the whole thing because it is so funny. And uh, <laughs> Tim Conway numbs his hand, and his hand is drooping, and then he, he drops a syringe on his leg, and then he's limping around. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I happened to meet uh, Tim Conway once, and I said, you know, at USC where I graduated dental school, on the first day of dental school, they played your routine for every dent, you know, dental student in the class. Because you're kidding, I have no idea. So I don't know for how many years they played that dentist routine uh, of Tim Conway's. And if you look on the internet, it's still as funny today as it was mm, 40-something years ago. Oh, I'll wow. look that up. That's so cool. Yeah. You have to check that out, yeah. Wow. Roger, this has just been so much fun getting to hear. Oh, good. I mean, you guys are easily entertained. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, you know, we're we're really honored that you you spoke to us and and that you know you let us be the exclusive place to to ask about your debut in music and and working on Al and Doctor Demento's teeth. So you know, we really appreciate that. Thank you for for trusting us with this very important interview. Well, thanks, you guys. I mean. I know I've excited my dog. My beagle is now sound asleep next to me, so I don't think anything I said entertained him. <laughs> but before we go, do you want to leave any you know uh, nuggets of dental knowledge with our audience? You know, any any tips for flossing or brands of toothpaste you recommend? Anything? Well, well, the, the best the best tip, and I give this to usually teenage kids who won't floss, and I go, "Okay, kids, listen." You don't really have to floss all your teeth, dot, dot, dot. Just the ones you want to keep. That's all, folks. That's all. That's all. That's Al, folks. That's Al, folks, as I saw on one of the T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger, thank you so much for joining us. This has really been a, a great pleasure to get to, to talk to you about teeth and drilling teeth and and working with weird now so thank you so much for joining us well thanks that's very you guys been very entertaining to me as well well thank you dr roger schuster dave can you believe we interviewed weird al's former dentist our dream has finally come true now when people ask us who we've interviewed i feel like weird al's dentist is going to be right up there with dr demento and portugal the man and bermuda and uh and, and Derwood Bowen. Oh, and don't forget the episode where all I do is sneeze. Shh, Dave, we haven't aired that one yet. Oh, sorry? 
Well, huge thank you to Dr. Roger Schuster. We had so much fun talking to him on and off the podcast. He is such a fun and interesting guy. And speaking of fun and interesting, today's episode is brought to you in part by Joe and Yvonne from Waiting for Lunch Radio. Waiting for Lunch Radio is a free-form radio show inspired by mixtapes and zines, playing a wide range of crazy music and hot, fresh, demented ear food. Waiting for Lunch Radio is not available wherever you get your podcasts because it's on Mixcloud. But don't worry, you can find it at waitingforlunch.com. So come on down to Waiting for Lunch Radio and Waiting for Lunch, your Waiting for Lunch Radio, or hop on over to waitingforlunch.com for a hot and loaded wizardly vegan freeform radio zine. From Detroit to Jersey City to Europa, Waiting for Lunch Radio feeds your hungry ears with out-of-this-world real music, always freeform style. Leave a weird message at 313-883-9275 or order ahead at waitingforlunch.com. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota, uh, beautiful, it's also time to celebrate. That's right, Dave. Saturday, August 14th is the 30th annual Darwin Twine Ball Celebration. I cannot believe it is that time of the year again. Wowza! Get ready for the craft fair and collectibles. And don't forget the Lions Club. And and food stands on the grounds. And sand volleyball. And the raffle from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the All Saints Church. Oh boy, if I was in Darwin, I would be at that raffle for all seven hours. You cannot find that kind of entertainment around these parts. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Each week we're able to bring you our podcast absolutely free thanks to our sponsors Burrito Burrito, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, David Grant at WolfandWool.com, and Joe and Yvonne from Waiting for Lunch Radio. And thanks to our amazing close personal friend Patreon supporters, Blair, Frank from the Bank, Kenneth, Jared, Jake, Javier, UH Jeff, Zeb, and Allison, and thanks to Richard and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly weekly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch or by picking up some pretty stinking majestic official David Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast merchandise, such as t-shirts, pillows, tank tops, fanny packs, and more over at shop.2000inch.com. And remember, right now, Patreon supporters can check out the first three episodes of the Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episode series, our special book series where we sit down with author John Bermuda Swartz and go page by page, picture by picture, centimeter by centimeter through his book, Black and White and Weird All Over. Patreon supporters get to hear all bonus episodes early. Everyone else, stay tuned. Frank said he would... Post those outside of Patreon once he finishes counting all the Weird Al lookalikes from the New York Times Magazine photo shoot. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, and we especially love all those birthday messages at 347-SPATULA. You might even hear your message on the show. For everything about our podcast, including incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit WeirdAlPodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you to all of you for subscribing and leaving awesome reviews for our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Thank you once again to our guest, 
Dr. Roger Schuster, and also thank you to Blair Freeman, Polyester, Dana B., Jake Larson, Jackson Scoggins, who tried to order pizza from the 347 Spatula Hotline, Frank from the Bank Sanchez, Chris Sear, Zeb Lemke, and everyone else who took the time out of their very busy schedules to wish me a very happy birthday. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big special thanks to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for listening to Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, and always remember to gill and chill. So Dr. Roger Schuster, get this, he has a lot of bigwigs in Hollywood as his patients, right? I mean, he can only talk about Weird Al and Dr. Demento being patients because they gave him explicit permission to do so. But can you imagine who else he has as patients? Ooh, I like where you're going with this. I bet he can be pretty helpful in getting us connected to the right people, if you know what I mean. Ah, yeah. Okay, well, Dave, what are you thinking? Alright, like, get this. I wonder if he can get us a discount on mint-flavored dental floss. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Episode 117-inch. Sure beats reading crappy magazines. Alpha.